Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties, in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics, present Big Talk on Little Rock, a deeper look inside Little Rock Trojan Athletics. Now, here is your host of Big Talk on Little Rock, the voice of Little Rock women's basketball, Trey Schaap. Welcome back to another edition of Big Talk on Little Rock. Trey Schaap joined by the head coach of the Little Rock women's basketball team, Joe Foley. This segment brought to you by Pepsi. Coach, thanks for joining us. How, how have you been doing? Doing pretty well. Yeah, got uh, getting bored. <laughs> it's too too boring for me. And the coach's life, you're not, not used to just going in the office and not having anything that uh, – you know, people around, kids around, not getting ready for practice, not you know, not getting ready to go on the road recruiting. It's uh, it's kind of like Groundhog's Day. You walk in, it's the same thing every day. Well, I know that we we were sitting in Lafayette, Louisiana, and it was a Wednesday night. We had just lost to Louisiana, uh, uh, just a game that it just didn't ever seem or feel right to me until we got to the fourth quarter, down by thirteen, just like we were the. The afternoon before against App State, you came back and won that one and almost pulled it off against Louisiana. We did, and, you know, I think that, uh, you know, the kids were just starting to get in a little bit of defensive groove. I thought we did a good job, you know, the day before against App. I thought we did a good defensive job, and then we got hot at the end and come back, and, you know, we were doing a pretty good job against Louisiana defensively, and it looked like, you know, we had a chance to, to take the lead, and, didn't get it done, but uh, I thought defensively we were starting to figure things out a little bit, but offensively was just a struggle. And it was the whole year, and it just kept, uh, you know, biting us in the rear and never did never did really get uh, a good offensive flow last year. After that loss, we're sitting in the, the hotel across from the Cajun Dome, and we're going through all this news about coronavirus and COVID-19. And, and you mentioned to me that – you know, you were kind of glad that you didn't have to make that trip to New Orleans. You would have liked to have continued the season, but knowing all that was going on at that time, you were kind of glad that, hey, I'm, I'm not going to that hot spot. Well, you know, everything that was coming out at that time was, was pointing that way that, hey, it's, it's not a good situation to put your kids in. It's not a good situation to put people in. And, you know, I told you, I said, uh, I don't think they'll play it. I said, I think they'll cancel. And you said, nah, they're, they're going to play. And I remember us sitting there debating. And, and, and we even called Ray Tucker, I remember, and said, mm-hmm. Ray, you don't need to go. you know. And he said, I'm going with the guys. you know. And, and we're trying to talk to him, saying, you don't need to be there from what we were hearing about the, you know, things going on. And, you know, I'm like you. I, I didn't feel comfortable. And, you know, I hate that, uh, that, that we didn't get to have an NCAA, naturally, and, and get to go through all the, the Final Four because I've been going to a lot of Final Fours. And, you know, you get to see a lot of friends and things. But, uh, you know, the way it was, it, it just it just didn't feel right. What – if you've talked to, to Daryl Walker since then, what, what have you told him about the fact that, Coach, y'all had a great season, you know, and, but – then the fact that they're on the road, they're in Pine Bluff, they're pulled off the side of the road, and all of a sudden it's turned the bus around, conference tournament's been canceled. Oh, it's, you know, being in Coach Walker's spot and, and his kids, our program, where the men have been and, and what they had accomplished, it, it was heartbreaking. You know, I, I felt it for him. I felt it for them because they had had such a great turnaround that if anybody deserved it, you know, to play in the in the NCAA tournament, they deserved it, you know, and picked what eleventh in their conference, eleventh, eleventh, and you know, doing such, and you know, that's it's you know not a guarantee they'd got to, but uh, everything was pointing like they were heading in the right direction, 
And, uh, you know, I was hoping for our school, you know, because I felt like we let it down a little bit. And, you know, as a coach that what we've done, we've set the standards really high. And when we don't meet those standards, it, it hurts. And it hurt me that we wasn't going to get the rep. So it's kind of helping me feel a little better knowing that, hey, at least our men are going and our fans are going to have something really fun to watch and, and pull for. So it, it really hurt me. I joined uh... – you guys in 2014-15 season, uh, a magical year that year, obviously getting exactly. to the round of 32 and beating your good friend Gary Blair for win number <laughs> 700. Yeah. Um, and then a close game against Arizona State, one Ooh. that probably should have won. I know that one still haunts you a little bit. Yeah, but. but the fact that every year that I, I've been here with you guys, we, we've been going to the postseason after the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, and I think it finally hit – maybe late that Wednesday night in Lafayette that, okay, we're done. But even if there wasn't this pandemic, we were done playing. We were and done. and that, was, that, was, that was tough to, to take. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's, it, it was t it's always – and I tell our kids that. I said, you know, if we don't go to the NCAA tournament, I, don't, I can't watch it because I always feel like we should be there, that we're better than some of the teams that's going to be there. And I just felt, you know, I always feel that way. And I think that that's what drives me is it hurts. And, you know, I always heard that if losses hurt you a lot more, uh, if it hurts you a lot more that you uh, the winning doesn't help you that much, but the, the losses really hurt, that you're going to be more of a competitor, you're going to be more successful because losses hurt. Winning doesn't help. I mean, I mean it helps, but it doesn't, doesn't make you feel like you've accomplished. But when you lose like that, it hurts. This next season is going to be totally different, and that is if we get to have a season. I mean, we don't even know all of that. Things change day by day, week by week, month to month. But uh, to going back to Lafayette, we were thinking, okay, this is going to be a two-week thing, maybe a three-week thing, and it's turned into – I mean, we're we're in month number three now. Exactly. It's it's just uh, – you know, it's, it's something at my age, at 65, and you've lived this long and – you, you think this is kind of like what you used to when you were growing up is, you know, you watched it and thinking, man, this is sci-fi, you know, stuff like this don't happen. Yeah. And, you know, that's, you just don't believe anything like this would ever occur that could just shut the economy down. could, you know, take sports out of the picture and people having to stay home. You just, you just wouldn't believe it. I just, it's, it's still hard for me to wake up and think that, you know, three weeks ago when you drive down the streets of, of Little Rock, the, you know, 6.30 and 4th, it just – you didn't ever imagine that you'd be out there and there'd be that few cars. And so it's just it's just been amazing to me to see all this that's happened. You talk about the changes that have been made. I, I was amazed when you joined the Twitterverse and got on Twitter, but now you've had to learn how to do Zoom meetings with your players. That's had to have been tough, huh? That, that's Chardonnay still has to come up and, and get me on it and make sure it's set the right way. And, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a people person. I want to be eye to eye. I love, I love recruiting and eye to eye. I love having parents on campus. I love being around our players. But uh, I have no desire to be on a computer, to be on a telephone. And so it's, it's really uh, – it's really taken a lot away from me, and uh, you know I don't. I just don't. You know I, I'm a people person. I want to be around people. So this is the wrong time for that. And uh, you know I'll be glad when it goes back, and hopefully it will go back before long. I feel very fortunate that I get to see you in, in both lights, actually three lights: the 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 in-game light, 
the out-of-game light and then the coaching side of practice light. When when your players step in between the lines in practice and you're there, there there's a focus there. And, and I think you really, really enjoy practice and teaching the players. Uh, that's my favorite part of the game. If you told me that we couldn't practice, uh, I'd give up coaching. You know, if practice wasn't uh, – to me, the the biggest thing, and I, I think it is the biggest thing. Everybody else thinks the games are the biggest things. I don't get too caught up in the games. You know, naturally, I I do it to win, to compete. That's that's what coaching is. Is you're not good enough to play anymore, so you got to coach. And that's what I've always told my players. I'd much rather be playing. Uh, I enjoy playing. I enjoy competing. And so, you know, to get to do it with a, with a team is a lot different than, you know, you compete on a golf course and it's one against, you know, another one. And that's fun because you're responsible for your own actions. But when you're with a team, you have to depend on other people. And that's a lot of fun because you get to share it. You know, when you do it, you had to do it yourself. So, yeah, I did that. But when you have to do it all together, it's different. And, and both things, I think, are really fun. But, uh, you know, to be a coach and get to be involved with other players and they have to depend on you and you have to depend on them, when, when it does work, there's a lot of, uh, of self-satisfaction because you are sharing it. And, you know, when you do it, you say, I, I did this. But when we did it, it's a lot different. You get to share it. You know, and it's I, I like being able to do both. I love playing golf against you and, and you know, every once in a while you beat me. <laughs> every once in a while, <laughs> I get lucky and yeah, beat you. Yeah, every once in a while. But, you know, just the competitiveness is, is fun both ways. And so, you know, to be any good, you have to work on it. And that's what, the, you know, t- to me, work, a lot of people see work, the word work is a bad thing. I think it's a great word. And if your kids learn how to work, they're going to have success. Now, it may take a while. And, you know, all the things that we did last year, all the hard work we put in, May not have produced when we wanted it to, but eventually if they work hard enough and keep doing it the right way, it does produce. I've never seen it yet not produce. So I'm looking forward to this this coming year, and I'm like you. you know, I hope it don't have a lot of uh, blemishes in it. I hope we get to play as, as much as we can and do things, you know, get on the floor and compete. But uh, to me, if you couldn't go to practice and, and do those things over and over and correct – then to me the games wouldn't be any fun. So I think it's about working hard in practice, preparing. I always tell our kids if you're not preparing in practice, you're preparing to fail. And so practice has got a, a great meaning. And I think our kids understand that. I think that they've been, you know, we were young last year, and people, even though we had some juniors playing and seniors, they hadn't played the roles that they had to play. And so it was hard to get all the pieces in the right place. But uh, we practiced hard, we worked hard, and, you know, I have no regret what we did. And I just hope, like, like, like this year comes and it's a lot more fun for them because, you know, anytime you lose, it's not fun. You know, people who say, well, we've seen your kids didn't look like they was having as much fun as in the past. Well, we wasn't winning as much. <laughs> yeah, you lose a game, you it, walk off that court, it, it's not fun. It ain't no fun. I don't care what you say, it's not any fun. And, you know, you come back the next day and, and we'd have fun in practice. I mean, we'd, you know, you've been there. You've seen us. Even I don't, I don't get too high and I don't get too low. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to go into practice and get something accomplished. I tell our kids every day, let's have fun, but let's work hard and let's get something accomplished. And if it's not good enough to win, there's nothing you can do about it right then. You just got to keep doing it. So, you know, yeah, fun has its, its part, 
But just because if you're losing games, it that that thing it ain't gonna look fun out on the floor. I don't care what fans want to say or want to think, it's not fun to get your tail beat. I don't know if you've if you've done it, but but I have. I, I've I've gone back and I looked at the two games down from from Lafayette uh, in the Sun Belt Conference tournament. And what sticks out to me is after the Appalachian State game, uh, you're down 15 in the in the third quarter. You're down 13 to start the the fourth quarter. They score. I think you hold them to seven points. You outscore them 15 to seven. So you scored just enough uh, to win the game, maybe 14 to seven. Uh, no, that's not right. The math doesn't add up there. Anyway, you outscore them by one point. You scored 14 more points than than they did in that fourth quarter. But when after you go through the handshake line, the camera's on you, and I see you look into the stand. I believe you're looking right at Chris, and you just got this big smile on your face, and it's kind of like, <laughs> how in the world did we pull that out? Exactly, exactly. And, and this but game, that was fun. It, it was. It was because you, they accomplished something that people didn't think they were going to do, and it accomplished what I didn't know if they was going to do it or not. We didn't give up, but, I, I, you know, you think you look up there, and that shouldn't happen, really. I mean, a lot of that is going back. It goes back to tradition. Tradition is App didn't think they could beat us. If they thought they could beat us, they had. They us. would have. They had us. But uh, and Lafayette was about the same game. I mean, they wasn't really sure they could beat us, and they gave us every opportunity to beat them. And you know, uh, who knows if we'd won that game, we might have went on down and won another one or two. Who knows? You know, and that's what you know was so disheartening, and it always is to me is. Uh, I would have felt like we were just as good as anybody in our conference. And, you know, that's that's just part of it. We didn't get it done, and it didn't matter if we were – if the, the tournament was going to go on or not. We were done, and mm-hmm. that was the heartbreaking part of it. But, uh, you know, it, that our teams didn't get to go ahead and compete and show our competitiveness. You know, I, I think Troy and, uh, and uh, Coastal Carolina would have been a heck of a ball game. And both of them were very good teams. And, you know, they both deserve to me to be in the NCAA. And I'd like to see what they would have done. You know, I'd like to see because our conference was pretty – those teams were pretty dang good. Our conference the last two years has been a really good women's basketball conference. So, you know, I hate to tell you they got cheated out of it. Or not cheated. Nobody got cheated, but just knocked out of it because of the, vi- you know, the virus. This segment of Big Talk on Little Rock brought to you by Arrow Coach Lines. We're going to take a quick break, come back with more with Coach Foley. After these words from Stevens and Arkansas's best Chevy dealers. At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own. To seize opportunity, to anticipate rather than react. To deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world. And to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. Chevrolet, the most awarded and fastest growing brand the last four years overall. Thanks to incredible choices like the Chevy Equinox, with more than enough space and comfort for you and your passengers. Plus, the versatility to bring just about anything you need on your next adventure. From style and technology to performance and safety, the all-new Equinox is the complete package. Come test drive the Chevy Equinox and see your Arkansas's best Chevy dealers. Based on total aggregate and recognized industry awards and retail share gains 2014 to 2017. Welcome back to Big Talk on Little Rock Trey Shap, sitting down with the head basketball coach of your Little Rock Trojans, Joe Foley. This segment brought to you by Pepsi. 
Coach, obviously with the coronavirus pandemic, it's tough to get things accomplished that you would in the offseason. Recruiting comes to mind with me because that is the lifeblood of a program. How difficult is it right now with this going on to recruit? It's, you know, it's like we were talking a while ago. I'm a, a person to person. So naturally when those kids, you know, we came – home right after the game you know next day we get home they leave campus our kids leave because we tell them you know we don't know when we're going to what's going to happen as far as classes go what's going to go so you know we're spring break so go home and you may have you know you may be staying and that's what exactly what happened so you know you go through you have an april recruiting in women's basketball you have a may recruiting in basketball and we just found out july recruiting's been canceled so you know, in, in May, you know, we still got spots filled for this coming year with, that we have to fill. And so we're having, you know, we're on the road doing in-home, supposedly, supposed to be. Uh, we're supposed to be having recruits on campus and trying to recruit for this year, for this coming year. And we don't get those opportunities. So, you know, we're trying to to, to do all that with for next year with without even having to have contact with people. And that's tough, you know. Like I say, we're we're. I feel like we're more of a family-oriented type team, type you know school. Uh, we have to see you face to face. We have to get with you face to face. We have to convince you this is the way we are. You have to see it. You have to see our players. You have to see what we've done. You have to see our campus. You have to see how we handle situations. And when you can't do that, recruiting gets really hard. And to me, it gets more of a BS on the phone type stuff. And I'm not a BSer, as you well know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm more of I'm not a car salesman. I you know I want to look you in the eye. I want you to believe in what I'm what I'm doing, what I'm telling you. And I want you to see the people that I, you know I've got two coaches that played for me. I want you to see my loyalty to my players. I want you to see how what kind of how I conduct myself, how my coaches conduct themselves. How let your, you know, when we have a recruit in, she stays all night with our players. Let them and I and I tell our players, I said, you're the biggest part in this recruiting. We can get them here, but you got to sell them, and I've got to sell the parents. And so, you know, they got to do a great job when they have those kids on campus, and and let them get that atmosphere, that family atmosphere. Of, why you would want to be here you know it's not everybody you know not everybody can say they've won as many championships as we have and things but they still want to know how you're going to treat their kids and i I would too if i'm a parent so when i can sit there and look in and show you the things that we got we've been pretty good pretty good at convincing you know parents like that but we don't have that opportunity right now so it's really hurting it's really hurting and then for the next year not getting to see those kids in April and May, and then we kind of get an idea of where we're going. And in July, we really focus on the ones we want to, you know, follow the next year and say, okay, these are the ones we're going to offer the next. Now we don't have any of those three periods. So there's kids that, that you know, Bobby has seen, Steve has seen, that I haven't even seen yet. And so for me, offers, we offered kids scholarships while, you know, about two weeks ago. I hadn't even seen plays, and that's tough. You know, I mean, and naturally, I believe in my coaches and you know their their experience, so it makes it a little easier for me. But that's still pretty tough to say, okay, guys, this off for this kid, and maybe I just got to watch a film on them. And films are pretty good, but they don't show you everything. 
Well, and, and films don't show you everything. They don't show you the reaction that the player has when they're taken out of a game, how they react during the timeouts with their teammates um, that you could see if you were actually able to go to the game and see them. But then on the flip side, you know, you can put graphics out there and everything to spice up the program if you would like to that they don't see if they come here on campus, correct? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, you're you're definitely right. There's There's been a few times I've been to games and I've watched the kids when they got taken out and throw a towel over their head or something. And I've told, you know, when Robert, I know specifically, I told Robert, I said, let's go. I said, I don't even want to watch it anymore. I don't need a kid like that. And, you know, you're exactly right. You, you, you don't want to recruit problems if you don't have to. And so that's, you know, the more you get to see a kid play and how they're going to respond with their teammates and things, the better choices you're going to make. So when you cut out some of that, we don't, as you well know, the NCAA limits you a lot anyway on this, on this Division One level. When you lose some of those, it hurts. How does not having your Joe Foley basketball camps sting because they would be starting here next week or so. Exactly. Uh, we always had a, had about three of them in June, and one of them in the end of July, first week of August. And a lot of them are, are teams, uh, team camps. And a lot of them, one of them is our, uh, you know, kind of our college kids that we bring in, our recruits. And we've signed a couple out of that that camp every year. And so that's where I get to watch a lot of them. And, you know, like I say, they, they have seen them. My assistants have seen them. And they invite them and say, hey, you need to come so coach can see you and be around you a couple of days. That's huge. That's huge. So it's – it's, and I, I enjoy it because, you know, when you work with those kids, uh, you know, we get to have our team here. And we kind of show them how we do what, what we do, what made us, makes us successful. And they see all the banners and things. And you know, it's fun to see their eyes, you know, like, oh, man, this is what a college team looks like. This, These guys are very successful. Look at all the banners they got. And to work with them and see their eyes kind of bug that, hey, I, I'm tickled to death coach. And, you know, I, I think uh, I'm one of the few coaches that I really get out there with them. You know, I coach and, and I enjoy being around them. I like being there. And uh, to me, that's just a great, great week, you know, and – you know, the good thing, too, it supplements our, our system coaches' salaries. I let them have whatever, you know, income we make out of it. We don't try to make a lot. We don't, you know, have huge prices. But it does help them a little bit. So it's 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 bad when you lose those things during the summer. Looking towards next season, and hopefully there is a season, it looks that it's trending that way. And I'm sure there are going to be protocols in place and everything. And I know you're eager to get the players – that you have coming back and those new ones here on campus so that you can start working with them because you get to do some summer workouts with your players. But uh, your system is so tough for a first-year player to to get down that you need these summer workouts with them, do you not? We do. And, you know, it's you know, people – will tell you and you've talked to coach Blair enough to know then he's he says it on the radio all the time uh Mississippi State coach uh Big Schaefer, Big Schaefer there, tell yeah. you, now you in know, Texas hey when we play these guys they're they're so organized you know they're so disciplined on offense they're going to screen the heck out of you they're going to get the shot they want well that doesn't just happen that takes time and you know we we get the players that we need to take shots. Kyra Collier, we got her plenty of shots. Uh, Galt, we got plenty of shots. Chas, you know we know how to get people open. 
but it takes a lot of lot of lot of work to get to that point and you know it doesn't just happen and so when you take away the learning you know part of Ju- of july if you can't do things like you need to do them in july then those freshmen even fall farther behind and farther and you know it's hard and you know, that's what i told you this past year if those freshmen are not exceptional and they don't catch on we're going to struggle and they didn't catch on very well uh nicole was catching on pretty good and you could see that happening just at the end of the year and if we hadn't lost her then i think we would even been much better and so but we that's just part of it so you know it'd be the same thing this year we got freshmen coming in we got transition in the upperclassmen uh with losing Cairo, you know and 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 things like that so you know it's it's going to be a very uh you know this summer july it's it's very important and i hope we don't lose it you know i hope that something doesn't go wrong in june with you know the people you know they're starting to do right now they're doing voluntary workouts and i think football's teams are starting to report and you're already hearing on the younger people starting to have more covid cases mm-hmm. so I'm keeping my fingers crossed this doesn't backfire and that we, you know, our kids were planning now kind of on July the 1st, bringing them in 1st of July. And I hope it's not just for conditioning and, you know, and not being able to teach. I hope we can compete, but it's more important to be safe. I understand that. And I really didn't, you know, a lot of schools want their kids there right now. I really don't want our kids here right now, uh, June. It's To me, it's still a little early. And I hope July opens up a little bit and that we can do the right things. But we can, I think we can still teach a lot uh, without having to be one-on-one, five-on-five if we have to. Yeah, I think it would be better if we don't. But even if we can just have them here, watch film with them, and then go out on the floor and teach individual, you know, we can still get a lot done. But I think it's important if we're going to have the type of basketball that we've had in the past that uh, you just about got to have that. John Barron, what does he mean to the program? And with them not able to be around him right now, what are you telling your ladies to do in this time to where they can't be trained by him? Well, he he is giving them some workouts. Naturally, like I say, it's got to be voluntary. Uh, as you well know, it's hard to find a goal anywhere. Uh, even the parks and everything took the goals down. So, you know, our players, you know, you say, well, go get you up some shots. Don't be around anybody, but get you up some shots. Work on your ball handling and, and stuff. But uh, you know as well as I do, that's the ones that's going to do it are going to be pretty good, and the ones that don't are gonna, not going to be very good. And so, you know, our players got to understand that. And this is one time where they've got to have that desire and that dedication to get better because they need to. You talked about Nicole a little while ago and the fact that she was really coming on and then to lose her in the second half of that game against against Troy, that that really dealt this team a blow. It did. Uh, I really felt, you know, I, I even told you and I told her assistants, I said with what she's done the last week or two before we started playing, you know, Troy and them, I said, Nicole's kind of going to – she's going to be able to give us that opportunity to be a good basketball team. I really felt like that – she was going to be that piece that uh, was, you know, because she'd missed quite a bit, and she was kind of starting to get back in form. She She's a competitor, and I thought she was going to give us that little extra that was going to pull everybody up a little bit more, and you could see it in that game. I mean, we were neck and neck. We were fighting. Uh, she already had, what, seven rebounds seven at rebounds. the half, and, you know, that was that's one of the big things against them is you got to – 
so I thought we were showing, okay, this is this is the team that ended up winning our conference and we're competing. I didn't know at the time they were going to win it or Coastal was going to win it, but they they ended up. But we were fighting the best team in the conference on their floor, and they were having trouble with us. And so I thought, you know, if we got we got another couple of weeks to go, and with the cold starting to do this, we're going we're going to be all right. And then I'd be danged if you know she didn't go down, and my heart just sank, and not just for her, and I, I felt for her, but I felt for her whole team too, because I thought, man, that was a piece I was kind of thinking is going to get us over the hump. And you play all of those tough non-conference games to get ready for the conference. Exactly. And that run. And this next season, uh, there there are some pretty big names on the schedule. <laughs> I mean, you still got the Texas A&M. You still Ooh. got the Mississippi State. You still got the LSU. Uh, but there's a trip that's scheduled to UConn to take on Gino Ariama and all of their uh, notoriety. And then – you you told me yesterday that you've added two more Power Five schools. As if there aren't enough, you you've added Vanderbilt and Oklahoma State coming to the Jack. Hey, ain't that something? And they they actually got in touch with us and decided, and wanted to come here first. You know, usually when you talk to a Power Five, you're at their mercy. Okay, we'll play when you want to play, and you're going to come here first. These two called us and said, "Hey, we'll come. We'll come down there." And Do so, you think it's because of the uh, fact that you're close to those two institutions? That, that's the main thing. And it's a bus trip. It is. That, that's the main thing. And it's a good quality it's, opponent. It's a quality opponent, just like, you know, Coach Blair's told you, Vic's told you, hey, for them to get seated in the NCAA tournament, they have to play quality opponents. They can't, you know, used to they played 10 home games against nobody's and won 10 and then played in the, their conference and got ready. Now those 10 games mean a lot because that's what's going to get you at one of those top 16 team seeds, and they're all trying to fight for that. So we kind of improved on that. But with the bus trips, I think that's a lot of it too with Oklahoma State and Vanderbilt because we've been trying to get Oklahoma State to play for years, and, and we played there for four years and beat them a couple of times. And all of a sudden, you know, we didn't play no more. And kind of the same thing with Oklahoma, you know. I mean, yeah. be, so, you know, but uh, I think this has kind of brought it back a little bit. And, you know, I, I'm sitting here looking at the schedule, and I'm thinking there is no team in the country that played this schedule. No, they, they there's not. There, there's not. And you got Arkansas in there again, too. I yeah, mean, exactly. that you're going to throw – I mean, you're playing six I, power five schools in UConn, and then you're playing Rice, who won their tournament – or their conference last year. Western Kentucky, runner-up in Conference USA. Exactly. It's it's unbelievable. And, you know, how would you like to be a freshman and your first game of the year is at Connecticut? Yeah. <laughs> how would you like to go into that game? And, you know, I would say, how would you like to be a coach with freshmen going to play in that game? You're going to find yeah, out. Yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm fixing to say, all right, this is some kind of deal. But, you know, uh, going to Connecticut and having them to return – that that's unbelievable. I mean, not not many schools in the country will ever say that we had Connecticut on our home floor, uh, especially a mid-major. Mm-hmm. And if our fans don't fill this place up, I would be the most disappointed coach in America. I mean, I, but I don't think there'll be any problem. I think every school in our, you know, high school, high school around, around the here, state, I yeah. think everybody will want to be at that. It's gonna game. be a hot ticket. I think everybody will be at that game. Something just popped into my mind, too, when we were talking about the fact that Vanderbilt's on the schedule now. I'm going to be interested to see you coach in Memorial Gymnasium 
where the team benches are on the baselines. Now, I know the coaches get to walk on the sideline now yeah, there. I've seen that, In the yeah. past, they haven't been right. able to, but that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that would be. I hadn't even thought about that. It just no. popped into my mind. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to <laughs> Connecticut and going up there, but now that Memorial Gymnasium over in Nashville is going to be something, too, to see yeah. you coach a game with the, the players on the baseline. That's just something different. It is, and I'm like you. I've sat there and watched it for years. But I've never thought about that. So that that you know, me, I don't like to get off the bench anyway. So that's a long walk for me to go down all the way down the sideline. <laughs> I don't have to worry about you blocking my view. There you go. There you go. He's Joe Foley. I'm Trey Shap. We're going to wrap it up after this. This segment was brought to you by Pepsi. We'll be back with more after these words from Shelter Insurance and Big Red. In sports, success is measured in points, wins, and trophies. At Shelter Insurance. We measure success in the quality of our products and services, in how we support our communities, in being there when you need us most, and the occasional trophy, like the one from J.D. Power for highest customer satisfaction among auto insurers in the central region. Shelter Insurance. We're your shield. We're your shelter. For J.D. Power 2019 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Hear ye now, the news is good, my friend. I'm here to tell you that Big Red Stores is making the coffee lover's life just a little bit better with 69-cent coffee refills all fall and winter long. Purchase our new Big Red Stores coffee mug in high-quality stainless steel or the economy version and refill it over and over with hot, fresh community coffee for only 69 cents. And never pay full price for gas at Big Red Stores because when you use your Big Red Rewards card to make purchases inside the store, you get discounts outside at the pump. If there's not a 69-cent coffee refill selling Big Red Store in your neighborhood, you need to move welcome back to big talk on little rock trey shop sitting down with joe foley the head coach of your little rock trojans coach do you consider yourself a goat uh i'm so old-fashioned that a goat i still hadn't figured out the real meaning for a goat greatest uh of all time why would I consider G-O-A-T. myself? G-O-A-T. Why would I consider myself? A lot of I'm people not, do. Ah, bull crap. Bull crap. I'm, not, I'm just no country boy that enjoys coaching. That's I enjoy it, and I've had a great career, and more than you could ever imagine. I never would have thought anything like the winning or playing the, the Yukons or the Gary Blairs and Mississippi States. Uh, that's something you dream about. Well, even Arkansas. And, yeah, Mike's got Arkansas going. And, and, and well, you know, and being, you know, in-state and playing, you know, right here in Little Rock, that was – you've seen how many people showed up for that because, you know, it's just a great a great atmosphere. And I, I think it could even grow and be be better. And Mike will tell you the same thing. And, you know, he's he's done a great job at that program. There's a program that, that you know, that – lost a lot by not getting to go to the NCAA because they were a great team. They were a fun team to watch. Mike, They'd be a team that you would not want to play. Exactly. And, and a team that if they got hot, they could have done a lot of things. I mean, the way they could shoot the basketball, they could have made a good run in that tournament. And so you hate to see, uh, you know, being from, from Arkansas, you hate to see that team not get to go because they, they were playing well. You might not consider yourself to go, but I've had several people tell me that you are, and I know that uh, – you're you're very modest, but um, and I've said this outside of here. I don't know if I've told you this, but I've learned more basketball being around this program and watching you coach in practices than I've than I've probably ever would have learned by just looking at and 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 I was around Charles Ripley at Parkview, 
um, you know, I went to high school there and, and Al Flanagan and what they were able to do with their teams there. But the, just being around this program has been so special to me because of how you interact with your players, but also the way you teach. And I've learned intricacies of the game that I never knew before. Well, that that and that's one thing I do have a lot of pride in is, is I started with my career on following Bobby Knight. And, uh, you know, to me, he's the best teacher of the game. Now, I'm not going to say he was the best coach, but it, to me he was the best teacher of the game. And, you know, Krzyzewski, uh, I followed him. I went to Steve Alford when he was at uh, Springfield, Missouri. I drive up when I was at Arkansas Tech. I drive over there on weekends, and you're kind of getting the same thing from Bobby Knight, how to teach. And, you know, that's I studied. I worked hard. I traveled a lot. and I really enjoyed learning the game, and I enjoy teaching the game. And so that's the only the thing I, I take probably the most pride that, that I've accomplished is really working hard. To, and, and, you know, I tell our players all the time, if you're going to be successful at something, whatever you choose to do and you need to choose what, what you want to do, don't choose it because it's got money or it's got other things. That choose it because that's what you want to do, and that's if you'll be successful. And I, I enjoy basketball. I enjoy teaching it. And so I, I really put my heart into it, and I worked hard. And, you know, it's the same thing I tell the players. It paid off. It, it took a while, and, you know, I didn't make a lot of money for a long time. I make good money right now probably more than I should, and I think, you know, that's that's part of it. But, uh, you know, I, I do it because I enjoy it. And you have a good wife that uh, is a, a good uh, mom to the to the ladies as well, and I, I know we saw that with Nicole and her injury this year. Chris, actually, first time she's been on the road with you at Little Rock, and she was able to go over and comfort uh, uh, Nicole when she had her injury at Troy. Exactly, and you know, Jacob, uh, our trainer, does a great job, but he's not female, so you know, it's good when you, especially when you can have a, an older female to, to relate to them, to talk to them, to calm them down, to help them through, and you know, she's you know, she's really enjoying uh, so, you know, I can see it in her that, uh, you know, I even said something about one of the kids, and she said, well, you know, I talked to her all season trying to get her to do the, what you're so she's even trying to get in. The she's doing a little coaching she's doing too. A little coaching now. <laughs> yeah. When she starts drawing up plays, is that when you draw the line? Uh, we'll draw the line. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but but I could really tell she was enjoying it. She enjoys having the kids over. She got a lot of time now. So. Well, the kids enjoy going to have some of her food because uh, she's an excellent cook. Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, we have a lot of fans that uh, you know been to our house and been to our functions and. You know, they all enjoy it, and anyway, you can see what they bid whenever we open it up for a team meal with the team at our house. It goes for a pretty good price. It's spectacular, and so, you know, it's fun to see that and be a, be a part of that, and I'm, I'm glad she's getting to do it. And, uh, you know, uh, this conference, they said that, uh, you know, they're going to move our uh, – people don't know it, but we used to have our conference meetings in Sandestin, and we used to go down there and, and make that part of the vacation. And so now that they're moving them back, she says, I got to coach a lot longer. So, <laughs> Oh, I think a lot of people are going to be happy <laughs> with that decision. Well, I think they're going to hold that till they see what we do this year. <laughs> right, right. But then another another thing this year is the fact that the, the tournament is going back to every team going, and it's going to be in Pensacola. Pensacola. I, I'm glad to see that we're taking the men and women to the same site. 
uh, all the teams are going. Uh, it won't be like last year where, you know, it didn't work out bad for us uh, that, you know, we didn't have to do a lot of traveling, but it could have for any team. And so I'm glad to see, and, and I think Pensacola is a lot like Hot Springs was years ago. They want it. The, the people there want it. I think they'll make it uh, uh, something really special for the teams. Uh, I think Hot Springs did the same thing. They wanted it. They they were always doing something for the teams. So it's good to be wanted. Uh, I think that they want us there, and it's good to know that where you're going to be before you even start the season. So our fans can already start saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to be – because they know we're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Last year you had some teams that weren't even going to be there. You, you had some teams that play and play in games and – so there's only four teams going to be at uh, New Orleans, so that was different. So I didn't think that was good. So I, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really looking forward to the, to this year. This has been fun, and I, I know we could go on and on for hours. Oh, I can talk basketball. You well, well know, yeah, I, yeah. I can talk ball forever, and I love talking ball with you. <laughs> and and I do consider you a goat, um, even though you might not. But I appreciate that. It's a lot of fun. And one last question. You got 800 this year. I know numbers don't mean a lot to you, but that had to be significant. It was just in the, in, in the aspect of saying that I accomplished something a lot of coaches won't ever accomplish. And, it, it, again, that just to be rewarded for hard work is, is good. And, you know, you want to reward your kids when something good happens. And so to me personally, that just meant I had, took a lot of teams and we worked hard together and we accomplished something. And, as you well know, that took a lot of different, a lot of different teams, a lot of different kids. So I got to share with a lot of different people again, and I had a lot of, you know, of those kids congratulating and talking, and I'm, they'd say, "Hey, coach, you deserve it." I said, "No, you deserve it. You're the one that did it. I didn't win a game." I said, "You guys are the one that had to put it in the hole, had to rebound it." So that that made it special, and uh, you know, to look up there on the school board, I thought. Uh, you know, they did a great job that night. I wasn't expecting that. I was just wanting to get it over. And once I got to see everybody up on the board, that, that even made it more special. I think Chas was pretty pretty neat to get her from overseas. Chas has always been a very special person, very neat. Uh, people don't realize that uh, how well-rounded Chas is as far as the individual. Uh, she was tough to coach, but she, she was one heck of a player. I mean, I, I enjoy watching that kid compete. Uh, you know, basketball was her life. It still is. So you don't get to coach that on a lot of kids. You know, a lot of kids are playing college basketball because of scholarship. And, you know, they do do things, a lot, you know. But, but when you got a kid that's put their whole that's putting their whole life into something, and, you, and I knew Chas was, uh, you know, to even get drafted by the WNBA is unbelievable. So, you know, it was just special to coach her, and, and you see that. Like you say, we were kind of like in basketball meant our lives, and that's what it meant to Chas. So she knew she knows kind of how I tick, and I know how she ticks, and we're both hellacious competitors. No doubt about that. Well, Coach, if you, uh, if you can average 25 wins these next two seasons, <laughs> you'll get to at least 850. Oh, man, that's – I think I think Gino and and Pat have pretty well set the set the stand the height the the bar. Well, yeah, I, I don't expect you to to get to that, <laughs> but I mean, eight fifty would be nice before you decide to retire. I will say this: it's 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 going to be my mission to get you in the women's basketball Hall of Fame. You've won two national championships and over eight hundred victories. You deserve to be in there. I've looked at some of the people that are in there, and they haven't done what you've done. Yeah, I, I've never looked and. 
that's you know that's not a a goal, but it would be it'd be like the eight hundred. I mean, I wouldn't say that it wouldn't be something special, but uh, you know, I, like I say, I'm doing it to coach because I enjoy. Yeah, I, I'm not doing it for any other reason now. If I didn't enjoy coming to work, I could go to Hot Springs and fish. So <laughs> that shows you how much basketball means to me. It's it's not the money. It's not the victories. It's the, hey, I enjoy being with people. I enjoy being with our kids. And, you know, it's fun to compete. And I'm not through competing yet. So we'll, Thank see, goodness. What, we'll see what happens. Little Rock loves you. And uh, we're lucky to have you. I know that. I'm lucky to be here. Coach, thanks so much for the time. You bet. Stay tuned. Another edition of Big Talk on Little Rock comes your way next week. Thanks for listening to Big Talk on Little Rock with Trey Shep. This was a presentation of Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics. Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties.